0: Game over! Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all! So say we all! And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. the the man Spawn, your former self, meaning one bent for leather, kick ass, take no prisoners, government assassin by the name of Al Simmons is dead. When I let my guard down... All the ghosts come back to me.
1: you got a deal for your soul, spawn. So get used to it. <laughs>
0: As far as I know, I'm already dead. Which means I'm waiting for your sorry ass in the afterlife. No! You're not like the other hell spawns. There is something good inside you. I used to be a man. What you do in the dark will be brought to the light. If you don't have the stomach for it, get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a comedian. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to Geek Fest France. My name is Carlos Perone, and joining me today, I'm going to have Steve Folks. He will be with us to discuss McFarlane Toys, a line of toys that for us was very popular in the 90s uh, most mostly the line still exists today but we are going to try to examine how we got hooked on those particular toys what were our favorite you know acquisitions or lines from McFarlane and uh, you know the the unusual different kind of look that this particular action figure line brought us uh, with its very shall we say colorful creator Todd McFarlane So, let's get started with McFarlane Action Figures. You can collect them all. You are a toy! Batteries not included. Just get those wonderful toys. Details on specially marked packages at participating stores. Is that the $6 million man's boss? It's Oscar Goldman. How do you have that? That's worth a lot of money. That's much more valuable than Steve Austin. Action figures each sold separately. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end.
1: Some simply required. All your favorite Star Wars heroes and villains. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one just in case.
0: All right, I'm here with Steve, and today we are going to be talking about McFarlane action figures. This is a line that, as far as I'm concerned, changed the entire industry. You know, when we were at one point used to a certain size and a certain amount of detail, this changed everything. And it's funny because nowadays, whenever I talk about a certain style, like if I say three and three quarter, I'm thinking Star Wars. But when I think about the next evolution in action figures, I call them McFarlane's, even if they're not McFarlane's. And there's a million other brands, but to me, they're just McFarlane's because that's the brand of how they changed. What about what about you? What do you remember of, of those when they first came out?
1: Yeah, well, when, well I mean, when they, well, I mean, when they first came out, I was pretty young. But uh, when when I first started noticing the difference between you know the regular action figures and, as you say, the McFarlane's, was um, was definitely because of Spawn, which is the the flagship oh, yeah. of you know of what McFarlane was pushing for. So, you know, once I saw that and you know just the spawn concept and it just the way he looked himself himself was so
0: unique and different. But were you following the comic or were you because my only uh reference to Spawn that I have was the old HBO series based oh, yeah. on on his animated series that that came directly from him. And you know that kind of tuned me into a little bit to that movie that they made, and then there were figures, uh, you know, also made based on some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, well, how, how I came about it, and I, I think like, if you, like, I started out, you know, loving, you know, comics, so I, I think if, if you're of, like, a certain age, uh, if you're, like, a preteen boy trying to get into yeah. comics, you, you had to have looked at Spawn at one point in your life. said, You know, this looks so cool. So this is what really sort of got me into Spawn. Like, I, I think it, it must have been a little before the movie um, came out. And the movie, the, okay. the Spawn movie was 97. So I, wow. I, I was, yeah, I, I was very young. And I remember I remember being introduced to Spawn. And it, surprisingly, my mother was like, not only was she like, okay with this, she liked the look of like Spawn. <laughs> so, so I had no problems. Because a lot of times, you know, if, if you get like, you know, maybe a very religious family, you know, Spawn has a pretty you know, devilish <laughs> connotation. Uh, but I, that and I, Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not exactly two things you want your, you know, <laughs> ch- Christian child to be reading. You know, Dungeons
0: and Dragons, Harry yeah, Potter I lost and Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: but I I got I got into the, the Spawn comics and I was you no know, and he makes no qualms about you know advertising his own stuff. So it, it, embedded in oh. in, the, in the in the advertising is Spawn figures everywhere and mcfarland toys so you know if you're reading the spawn comics you know for a fact what toys are coming out and everything so that's how i was really introduced to it and I, and I, once i once i did once i found out once i saw a lot of the figures and how different they were i really started going after them and started looking at them more closely than some of the other you know theme three quarters and some of the other mm-hmm. smaller hasbro and Mattel type toys
0: well let's let's talk a little bit about the difference in other words again to me you know you have your your old Kenner three and three quarter styles, which are I mean I absolutely love them and I'm very nostalgic and I'm still collecting them oh, they're great and, of course. and and we've seen these new lines that try to imitate that like the the retro lines and the reaction line and there's like there's like two or three companies that are specializing nowadays in and crea- recreating that old Kenner style yep. then after Kenner, you kind of had Hasbro continuing with that size, but much more detailed so That's when they started redoing all Star Wars from scratch and beyond everything that was never made in Kenner. But then the next step to me is these McFarlane's that, number one, much bigger, way bigger. The detail is ridiculous. It is it almost seems to me like he was trying to recreate the statue market in terms of the super insane detail that they would do on statues. You know, on non-posable statues, he wanted to, seems to, wanted to recreate that into something kids can actually pose and play with. And yes, they did cost, obviously, a little more than, than your action figure size, but you got way, way, way more for your money. You know, a bigger... More posable, a lot of articulation, a lot of accessories. Yes. So, It was completely a brand new thing, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and just 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 to give a bit of the backstory of how we got
1: to how how McFarland wanted to get into the toy business was, (laughs) you had to sort of I don't know how much you want to take to this because this is coming from his you know a few interviews you know we've seen over the years. So you you, you, I don't know how much you want to take to this stuff actually happen or not. You know, maybe. Well, we have to remember that
0: he is a character. The guy. Yeah. He's a super self promoter. Yeah. He's kind he's of. He's a businessman first over. Right. And he's very. He's kind of rough around the edges. He's not. Refined, if you will, he's kind of like in your face. It's you know, when you hear interviews, you, you you almost feel like there's a good chance that at any second he's gonna get into a fight with somebody, yeah. yeah. That's how yeah, that's exactly how, like, he's he's he's, he's I, I wouldn't really want to be around this
1: guy drinking a beer or two, or I'll just say that, but or um, working for him, <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Uh, but he describes, you know, um, seeing a lot of the um, the, the action figures in the toy aisles, you know, he would frequent, and he and he he remarked that they, they that all of them followed a sort of you know status quo cookie cutter sort of mold like I mean no no pun intended like it's sort of you know all, right. it, it, it sort of you know they all had the same sort of you know stiff arms to the sides or you know they come from maybe a foot cue accessories but none of them were really detailed and none of them had any sort of dynamic posing to them or anything and they didn't look like they were you know they, they could you know be in a uh, a
0: panel of a comic book or anything or, or, or well, a, that's the main thing it's comic books because yeah. that's his that's where he's coming yeah, from and yeah. he's recreating like these like these cover poses that you never are able to do with three and three quarters yeah exactly and and at this time other
1: companies have have already come to him because he, he's already when Spawn has already made a name for itself. And Spawn did land with a big splash. So mm-hmm. all, a, a lot of these companies like Mattel and Hasbro were coming to him saying, you know, okay, we want to do a a licensing deal with, you know, for your Spawn character. But they all wanted him to follow. And, and this, is like, this is like the sort of trademark of McFarlane, where they want him to follow a certain way and certain aesthetic that they had. Yeah. And he, McFarlane didn't want to do that. He wanted to make his um, characters... In his own unique style, and what he wanted to do would have cost Mattel or you know whoever was coming at him with it, it would have been too much money, and it, it would have had to them they, they would have had to you know go to great lengths to create these poses and what he wanted what he envisioned. So like how he broke off with Marvel and DC to create Spawn, he basically said, okay, I have my own company at this point, you know, which is mm-hmm. Image Comics. Let's see if we can sort of take it to, upon ourselves, go out to these other properties, and start getting licenses from them directly. So we start seeing a lot of movies, uh, and, uh, and especially from his own comic book well, properties, yeah. that, that uh, he, he, he 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 acquired the licenses to a few of these things, and he started you know, making these toys based on them. And the first were obviously were his own Spawn figures that he started producing. And they were – and, and what's funny is a, a lot of people accused him of, of writing Spawn characters in the books just for the purpose of selling action figures <laughs> later <laughs> because you would see in the comics like these wacky, crazy you no, know, really unique looking villains, but they would appear like once, and you would never see them again. And then they would have like no real ties to them, and yeah, like spawn, spawn would spawn would like, you know, with like no tangle of them for a bit, and they would just disappear. You know, but but then you know suddenly you have a toy, a figure of them, you know, hanging on the shelves. You know, I don't,
0: I don't know where. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because that's what Lucas uh, Lucas got accused of that by the by the time Return of the Jedi was coming out. You know, one of the reasons why they, you know, some interviews say that. Gary Kurtz kind of split off from George Lucas was because at this point Lucas was just making up characters just for the toy purposes so in yeah. other words uh, Kenner was telling him hey we need more of this so he was just creating characters to because the toy was just the the, the money coming from the toys was just too tempting that's if you want to believe that story or not but right. I have a feeling there's some truth oh, to that oh I'm sure I'm sure there is Ewoks are so cute with kids will buy them you know, that kind of stuff <laughs> what's funny
1: is I, I don't think George lucas would be that for coming about saying and admitting this with, with <laughs> no. mcfarland has no qualms he about, doesn't care yeah McFarlane has no qualms about saying because in fact one of the interviews was they were telling about you know the foundation of why he wanted to get into toys and he he unabashedly says because you know, in the early 90s comics were doing very well it was just you no know, it definitely wasn't a golden age but comics were definitely right. you know picking up But by the mid-90s, you know, going toward, you know, that time frame, it it was definitely taking a hit and slowing down drastically. So he said he wanted to not put all of his eggs in one basket, you know, into the comic book industry. And because he said, you know, if that tanks, which it did, you know, he he would be wiped out. So he wants – so that's why you see him – Throw Spawn into the movies. Throw the animated series. Throw now. Now he has entire toy line coming out, and he wants to sort of diversify his properties into as many platforms as possible, and that's how really I guess that's really what inspired him to take the reins of making um, uh, McFarlane toys, which you know is smart. Is but you know it's uh, <laughs> maybe a bit greedy for
0: smart. Uh, yeah, and 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 I mean there is a downside to having so much product out that. You know, a good percentage of it will just fail, and and you know some people might all of a sudden start buying something, and then you know six months later, that's it. The line is closed, and then you're like, oh shoot, no more whatever it is that you're collecting. With me again, the that HBO series was something that I really really enjoyed, and it had, like you said, it there was this aura of like adult. Entertainment associated with with at least the Spawn character. Uh, again, I'm not so sure so much about the comic book because I, I wasn't a comic book person. But the show because it was HBO and I think it was only at night because it was yeah. it was very adult. Yep, yep. The things that were happening in, in animation were very like oh my god I don't I didn't know they did this. It was almost like anime kind of vile you know sexual situations violence yep. language you know that kind of very hard R rated kind of stuff. So it it did have this weird aura around it that I don't think ended up carrying into the movie as well as the animated show did. I think the animated show, again, I'm not the expert at this, but I think the animated show was more true to what maybe they were trying to hit than what ended up in that movie. 100%. uh, And it's, you know, the the Spawn animated
1: series is very close to what, uh, at least from what I remember, um, you know, I might be remembering this incorrectly because I haven't rewatched it, but the Aeon Flux yeah. cartoon. I don't yeah, know if you remember, yeah, yeah. The, A- the Aeon Flux cartoon was very similar, and I remember seeing both of them um, when I was very young. And I remember seeing them. I remember, and I, 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 really liked them. I, I, I really liked looking. But I remember being leaving. like just like a bad taste in my mouth right? in a good <laughs> way. <laughs> but but when I saw the the live action movie in '97, it was yeah. it just didn't work. It just it just. It, 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 I mean I mean even back then I I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. But it it just even back then I was thinking like this doesn't this, this isn't really the same character. I mean it was more goofy sort of you know that. 90s comic uh, book type of type of humor,
0: right? This is before the X Men films, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, before that that second renaissance of, of comic book mm-hmm. movies. But yeah, I kind of kind of went away fast. But even up to today, I think he's still pitching the rights to be able to do it again. I think he's. He's planning on it. I think he's yeah, working on it. He has, yeah. Um, on doing it again. The company, Bloomhouse. Yeah. Um, I think they offered him
1: a, uh, they, they offered him some sort of deal where they're they're gonna, I guess, finance like a first draft of a script or something. Ever since, you know, the first Spawn movie, I think he's been like, sort of like chomping at the bit to, 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 mm. to, to you know, try it again, basically. Because he, he has a, he has a very unique vision where he wants to now have more control because I think in, in the '97 movie, it was more in the studio's hands that they wanted to dictate how it would look. But you yeah. know, Spawn, you know, knowing McFarlane now, I think he now wants to have a more of a heavier hand in it. Oh, um, yeah. But th- th- to get back to the toys, some of the earlier sets of the of the McFarlane line were you know basically his own properties, more like the actual from the comics and the actual Spawn figures themselves. Mm-hmm. But and, and like you were saying like – even looking at them on the store shelves they were so drastically different looking even just the plastic i guess not box but the like packaging the pa- yeah the packaging the yeah. blister i guess it, it, w- it was would huge it, be, was yeah, yeah, it was you know these big you know chunky things compared to the the smaller you know regular size figures so even then it just looked so more and more imposing and if you look at them even the even his earlier figures were were just so much more dynamic and it had it had a very comical feel to them so now um, was he
0: into sports stuff that earlier on or did that come later? I think it
1: came later, but I think that was one of the first two things. It, it, it was a few like um, a few random movies. Like, I remember he got like, uh, like, uh, like Austin Powers, I think, or Nightcrawler. He, he, oh, he got a few, I he have had, some of those, Yeah, yeah. He, he, got, he got a few sort of random. I, I guess he was sort of trying to get as many studios <laughs> as possible to sort of you know get his legs on the off the ground. Um, but yeah, the sports, I, I believe it was baseball. I think it was the uh, the MLB were licensing where he started getting into like a lot of the baseball yeah. figures
0: and everything. Well, some of those movie ones also... Uh, like you said the Austin Powers and, and even I think I, I also have uh, Napoleon Dynamite they actually yeah. ca- came with a little talking feature where you press a button on a separate device and they'll say some of those lines you know <laughs> the, the catchphrases and stuff <laughs> like that I remember I have those yeah
1: yeah and, and uh, I also remember Kiss there was a Kiss line of figures oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he really made because you know the Kiss the band members they all had you know, their own personalities but you know
0: talk about another self-promoting like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, entity I,
1: I, I, I would have loved to see the business meeting between those two. <laughs> um, discussing the licensing would have been great. He, he even had like an earlier, uh, an early version of them and he, he gave them very exaggerated, even more so, you know, even more so exaggerated costumes and like made their guitars look like weapons and, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, so was, a lot of the stuff was, it, it was established, stuff. it was established, you know, um, licenses and established products, but just given like this very unique Todd McFarlane flair. And so uh, there's a, there a lot of this, the, the stuff he, he would take from his own properties, like the basic Spawn figure, but then you know give it sort of maybe like a, a more medieval look or something, or, or another oh, set would be more right. of like a yeah, Viking. Yeah, like yeah. he, he has a great Viking series where it's like all of the Spawn cast, basically, all in like more of like a Viking look to them and everything, and very Norse. So um, th- there was a, a whole bunch of different waves like this. Like there would be just unique takes on, like, Space Marines and, you know, different characters. And he would just give them these really unique different looks to them.
0: Now, what I, I absolutely loved and what the the biggest collection I have of McFarlane stuff is the movie Maniacs. Uh, and yes. I remember it came in waves. Oh, yeah. And it was – I remember there were also, like, copyright issues sometimes because, like, if you couldn't get, like, a certain character – he would get like the sequel version of that character so for example like escape from new york he couldn't. I think the, the the rights were too expensive or something. So he got Escape from L.A. <laughs> so he's dressed a little different, but technically it's the same character. Right. when you're like, oh man, I wish he would have gotten it. <laughs> I, I remember
1: the, um, the, the the earliest figures I have in McFarland. Um, I, where I remember buying them was um, was I think the X Files and my sister. I remember it was my sister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I still
0: have them. Yeah, yeah. My, oh, my, my, God. My, my my
1: sister, my sister and I. Um, my, uh, my 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 sister got Scully, <laughs> and I got I got. Uh, uh, I was obviously David um, uh, Mulder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I,
0: I I think it was from the either from the movie or maybe from the, from Japan, the movie. was it okay Yeah, then but they did create some television characters. I remember some of their biggest monsters. Oh, really? They were still because I, I have a whole bunch of those. Yeah, and the only ones I remember seeing I, the like the Fluke Man. I remember the fl- I have the Fluke Man. Oh, really? And stuff like uh, that. The,
1: yeah, the only ones I, I we got were um, we had a Mulder and Scully. And I think they came with like two like bodies, and two, like, two like like I guess Scully like, like corpses. Yeah, Scully, in, in, Scully in, came in, like in, a
0: corpse. in like a. In, like, an ambulance uh, gurney or something yeah. and, a, like, a special thing. And there was, like, a caveman from the movie and a couple of weird-looking alien creatures. Yeah, I got a whole bunch yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I think I, like, retroactively found out that that was
1: a McFarlane toy. I, I don't think going into I knew yeah. that was McFarlane. But um, he, he also created a whole bunch of, like... More fantasy based, and like you were saying, like the whole movie maniacs, where he would take like yeah, he, 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 he would take like the creatures in the movies and everything, and sort of give them their own like, um, his own again type of foul and flair to it, where it's more like grotesque, bigger, you know,
0: yeah. And so there's a lot of like I got the uh, Sleepy Hollow ones that like the one that came with the horse oh, and nice. the background and the writer on top oh my god they're so i they're perfect for halloween i i was telling you earlier that that's one thing i've i've gotten to do in uh, over the last 2 years is uh, because i don't have any more room to, to display that in my in my office yeah, anymore There's yeah, so I much know. star wars everywhere I know that feeling. halloween i bring all my monsters out in halloween and i do this entire display like near my kitchen living room area so i can kind of get like you know that's the only time i can get away with bringing so many toys to you know outside the office <laughs> But uh, hey, yeah, I'll do I, it. Yeah, I can
1: get away with I, it. I know the feeling. I, I, right now, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> and, and actually, and just to let our audience know, you, you're sort of the reason why I want to do this deep dive into McFarlane. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, Carlos was generous enough to send me um, one of the McFarlane um, toys where it was like a, it's a bike of Akira, or, or kind of really, uh, from the movie Akira. And it's in McFarlane. And I was hunting for that thing for so long. And uh, when he finally sent it to me, I went on, like this McFarlane. Crazy to, to try to <laughs> find more stuff, um, which I'm still in the process of now going back and trying to
0: find some of the older figures. But they were like all over the place. Like, I remember they had oh, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. They had yep, the thing. Yep, yep, yep. They had some. I mean, you you name it, and they, they he made it. He just yeah, jumps yeah, he, from line he, 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 he to went, line. Yeah,
1: and, and it was great because he again he started out with like only like a handful of licenses, but because his quality was so great and you know <laughs> it was so different, unique looking, soon people were coming to him to make their toys, and he and i remember he, he is also later on I, I probably. Like, early 2000s there was a Beatles line where it was like a set um, oh. the, the Beatles from um, Yellow Submarine but it, it was submarine? very it was yeah, very like yeah. claymation animated looking yeah yeah, yeah. it was very really like claymation animated looking and they're very colorful bright and stuff like that it was so different like yeah on one side you have like these grotesque features of like all like the, you know details of like skin and flesh and blood and then you have like the cartoony you know look of the animated Beatles so, so his range of figures was just very very um, dynamic and then we started seeing later on where he started after he started to move away from the well, not move away from the movies but he started to branch out from just getting movie properties to now doing a lot of video games so um, one of the oh, earlier ones yeah. now this really wasn't my thing but one, one of my friends used to be a very big Metal Gear Solid fan uh, is, which is a video game um, it's just like a PlayStation video game where uh, you play sort of like a secret agent spy guy character mm-hmm. and so um, he acquired the license to metal gear solid and made a whole bunch of characters from that uh game so now he has movies on one side you know and not just horror movies he has a whole bunch of you know awesome power movies things like that then he has you know video games where he's breaking into and then he has his own unique sort of like mcfarlane not even license but his own creations basically where he has these very like horror and themed fairy tale creatures, like, like they're, oh, they're, they're, wow. yeah it was um one line which I loved. i'm going I'm definitely going back and trying to grab it myself is a set of Wizard of Oz characters. but again, very, very McFarlaneized it's it's oh, yeah, very yeah. horror based. It's grotesque creatures, you know, very, very <laughs> Halloweenish, definitely inspired. but they all look so like like very gothic, very, very cool looking.
0: I think one of his most, I guess, at least familiar with lines that people might be very well familiar with lately is uh, the Game of Thrones and The uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Those are very successful lines for him, I think. Yeah, yeah, those are definitely some of his newer... his new acquisitions. And,
1: and the the Game of Thrones line looks really cool because co- accompanying that is he has, like, these dragon characters, like the, the dragon line, <laughs> where, which, which, which is it's perfect Yeah, for yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. And he had the dragons even before he got the Game of Thrones license. So, you know, he's a perfect fit for him. And just just a few highlights where he, he also has, again, like I mentioned, the Akira line of characters, which look amazing. Like, I'm trying not to be biased because I love Akira. Didn't
0: he do the Matrix? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 oh, yeah. I have... It's in pieces, but I still have that machine that they ride, that they're walking on. Oh, right, right. From, from It is huge. Um, and then the gigantic octopus. Yeah, it was. it is incredible when you look at that thing. And it's all made out of plastic, and it, it looks like something that should be made out of metal. But that is one I would love to revive one day and put it back together and fix it, because it was just an amazing device that was made as a toy it's like uh, ridiculous
1: his his stuff is like each piece is just like a work of art really like you you can really look at some of this stuff and say like yeah like you know how like a a lot of times i have i'll have like when i set up a display i'll have like one
0: centerpiece figure so many of mcfarland's are like centerpiece no figures but that but that's the whole point it's it's not so much an action figure it's a it's a little Statue. It's a statue that that is posable, Yeah. But it's the, the the quality. It's just ridiculous how, how you know how good it looks.
1: One of my favorite lines actually is her uh, is again again from when I was growing up. Um, I, I used to and I still do. Uh, admittedly, I I I love the book where the wild things are. I I, I used my, oh, it's one of my favorite childhood books. So when I saw that he had a whole line of you know where the, the where the wild things are. I had to go back and just grab as many as I can. So I got two pieces now, and I'm trying to go back and find the others. Because, again, it's so bizarre. Some of the choices he gets in licensing, you know, on one hand you have, again, these hellish nightmarish treasures, and yeah. you have you know this a uh, book my childhood that I had read to me at night. <laughs> like, yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah,
0: I think he, as early as like maybe one or two years ago, he had actually gotten Star Trek, uh, the, the yeah, the rights to Star Trek, and he was producing yeah. a few characters. I don't know if, if they pushed forward with any newer ones, but I know he had like the card, yeah. Picard, Picard, Picard and and Kirk, and yeah, I was hoping they would go forward with that a little more, but I don't know where they're well, at. The, uh, and just as an aside,
1: I think the, the licensing with Star Trek stuff is weird because they they have a license with Mega Blocks, you know, like the building blocks. Oh but yeah. it seems it seems like whatever they like put out, they'll put out a little bit and then just cut the line completely because Mega Blocks. Well, had, yeah, that's that's the, that's the biggest problem. Yeah, because Mega Blocks made the Enterprise of uh, set, and yeah. they, they made like a, I think, yeah. they, I think they made like a Bird of Prey. And a few of the little minifigures, but that's it, and I, we haven't
0: heard anything since. So I, I, I don't know. No, it's it's weird. It's, and that's again, that's the biggest problem is that sometimes you get into these lines, and and before you know it, boom, they're over, and you're like, oh crap, that's it. So. You know, you, you're you're definitely not going long term with some of these characters unless it's something that he really really loves, like his Spawn character, something that he will just continue and continue to yeah.
1: hit. Yeah, and, and also uh, we probably didn't talk about it enough, but the the, the the sports line I think is is definitely is something that's always there, every year after year. He always has he always has the baseball, and um, it seems like basketball. I think is probably the second biggest, but if I guess he. I'm assuming wow. he's a baseball fan because the bread and butter of the sports stuff is always the baseball. It seems like he's always – and I, I I really don't follow baseball that much. I'm more of a hockey guy, so I, I'll, I'll look at the mm-hmm. hockey figures. But baseball seems to be the most prominent line of his figures.
0: The other thing uh, that I remember listening to an interview with him lately, and I don't know if this is something he was hoping for a very long time ago, but but now, because of the demise of Toys R Us, and, you know, KB is not around anymore, and KB used to be the place where I used to buy most of these, because, I don't know, I think Toys R Us was a little shy... Of this type of toy back then, I think it was considered to be a little too adultish. Hmm. I'm not kiddy enough, especially with like movie maniacs and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. But I think what's happened now is because of the demise of these big toy stores, I think he's working more with trying to sell directly from himself, instead, you know, avoiding the middleman and going straight to the source, which is something a lot of people, you know, have been hoping. You know that they could do, yeah, and that, that's such a McFarlane thing to do, right? <laughs> I
1: mean, that, oh, yeah, that is definitely perfect. something. Uh, which I'm uh, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm surprised that he that wasn't something he intended from the beginning, was to just cut out. You know, the toys. I, I I can really see him, you know, being one of those guys where he wants to just sell directly to you instead of having to go yeah. through uh, a Toys R Us or a Walmart or something.
0: Well, the last news that I found, uh, I hope it hasn't changed yet, is that both Jeremy Renner and Jamie Foxx are supposed to be working on this Spawn film. I oh, assume Jamie Foxx he's gonna, he's is the lead. probably going to be out, yeah, most likely. So, yeah, that's interesting. It's very interesting, you know, if they actually make it all the way to well, this. You, you know what? And to go back to the movie for a second, as
1: as, as much as I didn't like the movie all that much The character the, uh, Michael J. White Who played um, Al Simmons he, Oh he's great he, he was actually really good In that movie he, 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 was, he was actually A really
0: good Wasn't he also The voice For the animated one uh, Was he He could have been I think he was I think they used his voice uh, Well what's funny Is he, he, he In
1: real life He is a comic book fan He, he actually cameoed In uh, in... And he's a, He's like a martial artist In yeah, everything Yeah He's like
0: He, he's, he knows this he, stuff He
1: cameoed In, um, in uh, The Dark Knight he, he, he was. He, he was. Yeah. He, he was, he was He was one of like the 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 jokers. Uh, I guess like mob guys. Yep. 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 Yeah. Just just some other highlights here. He he also has. I guess I think he got into this a bit later. Was. He he started doing a lot of um, like musical artists. So so there's a great one of Jimi Hendrix, a figure of Jimi Hendrix. I guess he's playing at Woodstock, and uh, and so he has so many different. you know, his toys follow so many different areas. Like he, again, he's the music with like Kiss and Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix, and I think I think he did one of a uh, Janis Joplin. He has that's right. He does the music. He he yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He has all his
0: sports lines and everything. Oh, I just checked. Keith David did the voice for Spawn and the animated one. David. Keith David. I, I'm not enough familiar with him. He's you'll if you look up his face, he's in. Every, he's been in, in everything. He's been in Platoon. He's been. Uh, oh, let me see. What else has he been? I mean, I always get him confused with David Keith. Keith David and David <laughs> Keith go back and forth. He was in They Live. He's been in The Thing. Remember The Thing? It's Kurt Russell yeah. and Keith David are the last gotcha, ones at the gosh, end. Okay. They Live. He's the other. You know, he's not Roddy Piper. He's the other guy. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's right. I can picture his voice now. Yeah. He's got a really, really deep voice. Yeah. I mean, again, I would suggest, you know, look up some of his interviews and just listen to him because, you know, he's a character into himself. I mean, forget that on one hand you have the products and then on the other hand you have him and there are people that hate him. They absolutely hate him. Yeah, he, because it, he is—he's uh, a tough guy. Uh, and I, to, I, I, to deal I, I, I would
1: never describe him as obnoxious, but he—he he, he <laughs> has a certain like. He's so like again, like you said, rough around the edges, where he's not exactly the most charismatic person.
0: Maybe that's that the right word, but.
1: It, he, he's got into a lot of legal. He's yeah, very
0: opinionated, very yeah, yeah, opinionated. Yeah. And it's like it's kind of like my way or the highway yeah, kind of guy. Yeah,
1: and he's got into a lot of legal trouble around oh, yeah? yeah, yeah, around licensing and everything. Because in the early days of Spawn, he, he, I guess he realized that he wasn't the best storyteller. So he wanted to focus on art. So in the early days of Spawn, he, he, still, he brought in a lot of other third-party writers to write the early issues of Spawn. To get it off the okay. ground and to sort of um, set the, I guess, lore of Spawn. And, so and what, he still owes them money or something. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So basically, what happened was like uh, one such writer was Neil Gaiman, where he he oh. he, he was brought in, and he, Neil Gaiman created a character for him called Angela, and basically McFarlane after you know it was the after he basically had his run with the character, um, McFarlane said, okay, that's great, thanks for doing it, but I want to use I want to use Angela now for myself and you know keep all the profits. And Gaiman said, "Well, no, hold on there a second. You know, if I, create this, <laughs> I create this character. I should get you know some of the rights to it." So there was just years and years of legal battle going back and forth between the two. And I believe there wow. was, I believe he actually lost. I think he I think he actually I think he actually had to pay Gaiman um, And the, and there was also an, an, another court case where same 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 type of situation where you know he wanted to keep these properties for himself so he can create toys and figures <laughs> from them and the, and the you know, all the, the extras, but it just people who created it, you know, w- weren't really having it. So, yeah, so he, said he has his uh, definite detractors. Like, there's, there's a lot of people out there who don't really like McFarlane. Um, but you, you gotta give the guy respect. I mean, he sees things he doesn't like, you know. It goes about how
0: he thinks they should be run, and he goes out and does it. So, And he seems to jump back and forth. In other words, he's not kind of stuck on retro stuff, old stuff. He goes from retro to brand new. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, yeah. Any, everywhere in between, because I'm looking at his website here, and like I said, Game of Thrones, Doom, Mortal Kombat, Harry Potter, Call of Duty, Labyrinth. Talk about oh, something yes. obscure. Yes, this is right. uh, Stranger Things, something totally brand new. Uh, some of the stuff I have no idea what it, Cuphead. I don't know what that is. Fortnite. I guess that's one of one of these kids like these days. Get off <laughs> my lawn. Get out of here. You know. Uh, you know. It's he's. You know. He he he's he's there. He knows how to do this stuff.
1: Yeah, and 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 some of the things he 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 uh, markets it towards is you know you can tell he has an eye for what will stand out as a figure because uh, you mentioned Cuphead. Um, it's actually based on like a this little. 2D um, size scrolling video game, but the animate. Uh, not that's a go off on a tangent, but the, the animation in this game is gorgeous it's 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 a 2d hand-drawn game which is very not done anymore and it's (laughs) it's done in the style of like a a very 1930s cartoon it looks like one of those cartoons you would see in the beginning of um of a movie in the 1930s where they'd have like you know maybe like a little you know cartoon animate thing in the the beginning of the movie like a little short yeah it's done in that style and it's oh it's gorgeous looking and so, so, but he he creates these figures based on it, and the figures come out looking great because you know he can tell he would look at something and say, okay, I can make a figure of this, and it, it, it end up looking you know, really, 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 really awesome. And you know, hence we have uh, the great choices he has. And yeah, you're right. He, he he is a bunch of like anime stuff, which I don't really follow all that much.
0: But have you purchased like? Recent, like newer stuff. Now with his I'm, name I'm, I'm trying to catch up. Now I guess I so much money I can throw at uh. you. You're working on older stuff or new stuff right now? Like we're property working, right wise. now, I'm trying to catch up to, from the older stuff. I'll, oh. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll slowly be wake my, my way up to the newer, uh, to
0: the newer stuff as, as we move along. With me, what I'm always still looking at that I completely passed up when it first came out because I was an idiot is the thing I'm still trying to get. Those original The Thing McFarlane's that uh, uh they were, I remember there were tons on the pegs back then and I completely, they were gross. They were disgusting looking. They were really, really, but it's like, Damn, I should have I should have grabbed that. Well, well, my thing was a lot when when a lot of stuff came out. I,
1: I was I was getting like an allowance from my parents. I I, I, <laughs> I, I, I wanted it. Trust me, I wanted all this cool stuff. I had I had no way to really like you know I had to save up pennies basically to, to afford a lot of this stuff. Oh yeah. And so he, he also did a, a bunch of movies that were around the time when this started, like like The Crow. I mean, he he did a um a, a oh, line, yeah. up, line on The Crow and everything. Edward so, Scissorhands. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: He did. I think he also did a RoboCop. But again, once again, he couldn't get the rights to the first one. So he got RoboCop 2, which like it's painted like slightly bluish. So it's like, all right, fine.
1: You know, get away, you can get away with that. Yeah, a lot of games. I remember I was playing uh, my friends and I after school, each day we'd come home and play video games. So I, I, we used to play Soul Calibur 2, which is a fighting game. And, okay. and, the, and the thing of Soul Calibur 2 is each – it, it came out in three different councils. It came out in GameCube. It came out on – uh, PlayStation 2 and Xbox, and in wow. each console had a, a, a specific unique character, you know, an exclusive character, and the exclusive character for Xbox was um a, a McFarlane creation. McFarlane yeah. actually created a character specifically for the for the game, and you would get you'd be able to play as Spawn um in the game as a fighting character. Ah. Yeah, so 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 and of course you know McFarlane jumped on that bandwagon and said, okay, well I'll I'll create I'll, I'll I'll get the license to Soul Calibur, and thus we have uh, an entire Soul caliber line of, of toys. So he, he's excellent at picking and choosing what lines of you know, products to go in, in, in mind,
0: basically. I'm going to mention a, a few other ones. He did a whole bunch of alien and aliens oh, I think, yes. uh, type of character. Again, part of the movie Maniacs. Yeah. He did the, uh, the Lord of Darkness from Legend that the tim curry all oh, the big red, red yeah, devil right, right. thing yeah it is fantastic it is just it's a gorgeous looking uh, figure and i remember some of these actually would come with like a little plastic ma- marquee poster that you could you could pose with the figure That was like a little stand for him to stand and a little poster that would stand like behind the figure. Again, the accessories, all the extras that they would throw into this package, you know, you've never seen this before. It was completely, uh, again, you're getting your money's worth. You're paying more, but you're getting, you're legitimately getting more stuff. Yeah. Something I noticed with his figures is there's something about where he does,
1: how he sculpts fabric and, cloth because well yeah it, it, it looks so stunning and for some of the so some of the kids, figures like instead of having this a flat shirt that you know that's someone's shirt on a figure no you would have wrinkles and like as the
0: arm raises you would have like you know, like the stress lines on the in the fabric right and he would use rubber also to simulate fabric yeah uh and and that you know the rubber would would give you know it would have play you could stretch the arm and the rubber would kind of move with it too. That would stretch. You know, normally if it was plastic, you would crack it. But no, it, it's a, it was a very, uh, like I said, very innovative, um, groundbreaking company. That to this day, to me, it's like, yep, that's a McFarlane. You know, that kind of thing. You you can instantly tell. Like
1: a lot, because there are a lot of companies and makers now that are um, sort of trying to emulate this this style, especially yeah. as it came out. But. For a certain time, there was a where you, you you can instantly spot McFarlane just in looking at the, the level of detail and and, and the poses and everything. It, it's really really stunning stuff. And
0: again, stuff is going to continue coming out. I'm sure he's going to be continuing to, to diversify into whatever happens to be popular. And I just really hope that this movie can get you know made eventually, and and it'll be a hit because. You know, it's like this is. Just, I, I don't know if he can go for a third time around. I think the second time, but that might be it. You know, I don't know how much you can do that.
1: Yeah, it would turn to something like Terminator. Like they like, okay, no, this is now another another reboot. Nah, I'm trying to. Nah. You can't you can't keep <laughs> doing this. But I, I will say this. I think if they do, if they if it just come out, I think. At, in this post Joker world now, I would say yeah. that having an anti villain like that may be a good time <laughs> to bring something like Spawn out because I, I can see now people riding the high of how Joker was such a nuanced character in that movie. If he can sort of position the character of Al Simmons into being something like that, I
0: think that would, I think that would really work and i would even give credit to not only joker but i would also give credit to deadpool not so much because it's funny but because it's different and not serious but more adultish right and that's the difference you know when it comes to this sort of thing i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure those are the two things that i would uh, yeah imagine that a studio that's willing to drop serious bucks those are the two things they're looking at and saying hey maybe we can do something like that and uh Hopefully they'll go there. Yeah,
1: hopefully, and, and hopefully he has, he has a bit more of a hand in how the direction he wants to take it. Because uh, you know, say say what you will about McFarlane and his contentious you know attitude at times. <laughs> he ha- he has a a, a a very set vision of what he wants and how he wants to control things. And uh, f- for the most part, it comes out usually pretty well. I mean, as someone who who reads the comics, Spawn is and it's funny, it is actually coming at a good time because Spawn actually just reached issue three hundred wow. back in September. I followed it off and on. I, I, I can't say that I've been, you know, 100% you know, Spawn fan through and through, through the years, but a lot of his storylines are big misses. You know, they, they come up as very repetitive, very mm-hmm. sort of generic, but the design and the overall concept of Spawn, I think, was groundbreaking, and I think it still holds its own to be one of the coolest-looking oh, yeah. comic book characters you know, ever made. Definitely, definitely. <laughs>
0: All right, well, I hope everybody enjoyed today's episode. We discussed McFarlane action figures, you know, that toy line in general that uh, was very popular uh, probably around the time that I was finishing college and starting to work, you know, at my first job, uh, you know, the early to mid-90s. Both Steve and I kind of jumped into the the McFarlane bandwagon at different times because, we're you know, we're, we're different ages and how all that stuff kind of progressed and how innovative... You know they were you know for the time today it's a little different there are many 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 more competitors the major store distributors are not around anymore the Toys R Us's don't exist the KB's don't exist so it's it's a different marketplace altogether different lines now include the retro lines all those retro kind of action figure lines that are now competing for those same dollars as your typical you know Mattel or Hasbro that are still going somewhat strong you know, alongside with McFarlane and all the McFarlane looking <laughs> competitors, you know, the, the copycats that developed along, you know, the years. Um, aside from even Miko nowadays is, you know, is kind of trying to find a niche back into the market. So it's really, really interesting how the very innovative McFarlane line now seems to be competing with even more different kinds of toys, specifically action figures. But, The downside is that there's just not as many distributors around anymore. So as we mentioned during the show, yes, a lot of these companies like McFarlane, you know, they try to go the route of the self-distributing line. They try to sell directly from them. Now, because there's just no stores other than Target and Walmart, I, I don't get to really see too many McFarlane items most of it seems to be online as far as i can tell Uh, or i guess if you go to a convention you might be able to spot a couple of them here or there but who knows what new licenses they're going to be getting it's all about the license if all of a sudden they get their hands on a very popular license you know when when walking dead was at its peak they scored really well with those and same thing with game of thrones but now i'm curious to see what's going to be the next great license that they can get their hands on and all of a sudden bring their company to the forefront again i don't know if they really have it in them to come up with a new innovative gimmick if you will you know the fact that they brought their figures out at a specific time where those kind of figures just didn't exist was you know trailblazing you know in terms of something we hadn't seen before but nowadays i don't know what is the next you know the next greatest thing with reaction figures, just the idea of going back to something vintagey, even though it's technically not innovative, it's, you know, nostalgia and retro vintage. That's one thing that that all of a sudden, every, a couple of companies are trying to copy, but I don't see right now, where can McFarlane go next? What can they innovate that we haven't seen before other than their traditional super, you know, articulated, super detailed, super posable. Uh, Style, which is what, you know, got them to the forefront of the industry at that time. So until that happens, you know, we'll keep looking. I'll keep looking. And if they put out something really innovative or really good, I'm there. All right. So thank you again, everybody. Thank you, Steve. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you here soon at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye, everybody. What would you do if at the moment of death, a voice from
1: the darkness offered you the chance to live again? Have your answer? There's no time to think about it. Your heartbeat away from flatlining. Quick. What's the answer? I'm Todd McFarlane, and I created Spawn. I hope you'll consider the question I've just posed, because a man named Al Simmons didn't. When the question got popped on him, he signed like some stupid rookie in blood. See, Al had qualities he didn't even know he had, a special kind of wiring that Malbosia the devil looks for. And when he said yes to that voice, he signed on for a whole lot more than he ever bargained for. So before you find yourself in a similar situation and a voice calls to you in the darkness, think of Al, or as you may see, you'll have all eternity to think about your mistake too. And now spawn, so turn off your lights.